Welcome to Audio Obscura, an audio mystery podcast. Hosted by David Martinez and Michael Foster. Episode 22. I had reached into the void, and it had reached back. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take it away. And here we Michael go. Foster. Oh my goodness. We did David it. David Martinez. They We're back couldn't again. Couldn't keep us out of our respective recording places. We did it. This is <laughs> out of our own homes. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to keep us away. They locked the doors. They protested on the streets. They barred the windows. They chained all the entrances. It was the one time Congress got its act together. To stop us. Expressionists, artists, performers, humanitists, hum- humanists around the globe were expressing their desire for us to cease and desist, but we wouldn't listen. We wouldn't listen. You know, we listened to the listeners, we listened to the fans, and you're welcome. On behalf of all of us here at Audio Obscura, you're welcome. Well, David, it's another episode. Um, I am the Obscurist today. Yes, indeed. That makes me the guessy boy. You are the guessy boy. boy. I have a mystery for you. Today, we have 10 clips. 10 clips I have selected from some kind of audio source. Nine clips to give you the flavor, the hints, the clues. That 10th clip is the reveal. And hopefully you have uh, some kind of confident guess or a guess by that 10th clip. And it will be a lot of fun. And you at home get to play along. I'm so excited. I'm ready. I I ate my Wheaties this morning. I looked at the sun. I looked directly into the sun to warm up my eyes. Uh, I'm No matter what my guess is after clip nine, it's going to be confident. I can guarantee you that. Fantastic. Well, let's jump right in with the, fir- uh, with the first clip. Let's do it. It is a triumph. <laughs> a superb accomplishment. <laughs> what have you ever done? <laughs> All right. Uh, I love it. Good start so far. What a fun, interesting thing. So the voice was vaguely familiar. We're in, it very much feels like stand-up comedy. Uh, or at least some kind of one-man show or show thing, because it was a live audience that was laughing and cackling. Um, oh, as far as the dialogue goes, I really didn't register most of it or process most of it, except for the very end, the what have you ever done business. But it's somebody sassy. I did recognize the voice a little bit. It sounded familiar. Yeah, there's there's def- a definite sass factor. Okay, is it very likely that I know this person? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, there is there is a fair amount of sass. Uh, can I hear it a second time? Yeah, let's do it. All Those right. are the rules. You can listen twice. It is a triumph, <laughs> a superb accomplishment. <laughs> what have you ever done? This comedian, this person, is very proud of something that is probably very banal and mediocre and mundane. I'm guessing (laughs) that they just ate a ham and cheese toasty and they are feeling pleased with themselves. I may, maybe, I like that idea. I may have to try that at the next open (laughs) mic I do. I just bring like a hot pocket on stage, slowly You've done a couple open mics now, right? Yeah, I've done a couple. They haven't gone well. Do you like them? Do you enjoy them? I I want to be good at it. You have to have something interesting to say. My idea if I ever just went up to do stand-up would just be to tell basically stupid one-liners. I think you'd be good at that, actually. (laughs) Uh, I thought of one the other day. I was walking along the street, and I passed a person who was carrying a a baby carrier. 
and there was no baby in it. It was empty. So all I wanted to do was walk up to this person with just a sad expression on my face and say, what happened? I imagine putting like like a bushel of fruit in there. (laughs) (laughs) And the same joke applies. What happened? (laughs) Here's a mango. Here's an orange. Would you hold these for me? Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) A bushel of fruit. (laughs) Oh, so that is clip one. We've we've gotten your impressions of that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm eager to see what you think of clip two. Cool. I'm excited to. My biggest question right now is: this this gonna? Are we gonna remain in the same piece of audio, like the same thing? More clips from the same type of thing, or are we gonna diversify? Let's find out. Ooh. Learn my lesson, but at this point, I was a little bit drunk with power because I had <laughs> I had reached into the void. And it had reached back. David, have you ever reached into the void? I have not reached into the void myself. I've been grabbed by the void. Have you ever gone into the void? Oh no, Foster went into the <laughs> void. All right, this is a solo I'm show. Foster! Okay, back. Do I have to say Beetlejuice three times to get you to come out? <laughs> That's right. Or be- believe in fairies or clap or what is it? Applaud. That's what Peter Pan is. They applaud. To bring Tinkerbell back. David, in this clip, it's kind of cut off at the beginning. It's kind of hard to understand. But uh, this gentleman is saying, I learned my lesson. So it's a different speaker. We're still uh, talking to an audience. So it's still maybe some kind of stand-up comedy type thing. Mm -hmm. But there's music in the background, which is kind of fun. It makes it maybe like a variety show or an act. So I learned my lesson. What lesson did this person learn? Learned my lesson. But at this point... I was a little bit drunk with power because I had I had reached into the void and it had reached back. Uh, drunk with power. So for whatever reason, uh, I'm guessing that this person was walking along in a neighborhood and saw a dog that just looked completely vicious and scary. And this person was like, you know what? I'm going to go pet that dog. Even though it, all the signs, including the beware of dog sign that is on the wall, on the, on the fence, said don't pet that dog. And he did it, and he succeeded. That dog was just an angel, just a little pushover. And then he's walking along, and he sees another one. And he says, you know what? I'm drunk with power. Uh, the lesson he learned was that l- long ago, he got bit by a ravenous— This is a terrible guess. I regret <laughs> this guess. It's bold, and I like it. <laughs> it's, it's way too specific. He's going for something. Maybe the theme of this mystery is just going for it, taking a chance and going for it. Because what have you done with your life? Risk-taking. Maybe this is about risk-taking. I loved Monster Squad. I love your singing on Kids Incorporated. I bought some gloves like yours, and I wore them to school, but I stopped because kids were mean. <laughs> uh, is that, I think that was the first voice again. Am I correct? Same person from clip two. I didn't really follow what he was talking about. Is Monster Squad, is that a thing? That is a a film from the 1980s. I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that. Okay. uh, Kind of in the same vein as kind of like the Stranger Things vibe, the Goonies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The listeners will never know. Why why we are recovering so much. Sorry. Uh, so Monster Squad well. is, um, it was the, you know, the type of movie, basically unsupervised kids 
These kids are – they have to rely on each other to solve a problem. In, in this particular case, monsters, famous uh, movie monsters. He said something about a glove, but the kids – kids? Or the children? Somebody was, gonna, was mean, but kids are mean. Um, so somebody's making fun of him for wearing this glove. I think uh, – have we listened to Clip 3 We have twice? not. I loved Monster Squad. I love your singing on Kids Incorporated. I bought some gloves like yours, and I wore them to school, but I stopped because kids were mean. This clip sounds, uh, we've talked about this kind of thing before, where the, the tone of the clip, the way it's being delivered, sounds scripted. It sounds like he's reading something. Okay. Uh, maybe not scripted per se, but like he wrote something down earlier and he's reading it or reciting it. Um, what is the second thing? Some, something Incorporated? Uh, Kids Incorporated. Uh, yeah, I, li- I liked, your, liked your singing on Kids Incorporated. I liked your singing on Kids Incorporated. I bought the gloves, but I stopped wearing them because kids are mean. Uh, nice gloves. <laughs> what are you? What's on your hands? What are you hiding? Did you fall in acid? That's really mean. <laughs> I don't know. Kids are mean, right? They would say you mean. You bite your like, nails. Did you get a paper cut? You have a wart. Get, did you get marker on your hand? <laughs> did you write down something so you could remember it later? Did you clap too much and chafe your palms? Do you have one too many freckles? Are you? Are you a cyborg? Do your nails? curve just a little too much? Are you trying to keep your mutant powers under control? Are you embarrassed about the difference in tan level between your palm and the back of your palm? Uh, I think any of these could be things that rotten little kids could say. Yes. Um, and you know what? With the power of editing, we're only going to keep the interesting ones in. <laughs> uh, all of them were great. All of them were gold. Uh, uh, let's move on. I'm ready to move on. Let's do it. The show takes place in a post-apocalyptic Brooklyn where white children are forced to perform soulless covers of freestyle pop hits of the mid to late 80s. Uh, uh, what? It sounds um, like a lot of fun. The show takes place in a, in a post-apocalyptic... Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, Brooklyn I believe. Yeah, yeah in Brooklyn. Post-apocalyptic Brooklyn. We are talking about a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. No, that's in Bel Air. That's in California, not Brooklyn. No, still a reboot. Let's move it to the East Coast. Make it a bunch of white boys, and uh, well, why not? Let's set it after the apocalypse. That just got greenlit. Good job. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, let's hear it one more time. The show takes place in a post-apocalyptic Brooklyn, where white children are forced to perform soulless <laughs> covers of freestyle pop hits of the mid to late '80s. Forced to perform. You could see their over. You could see their overseers just off camera. Their overseers, like like parental guardian figures, or like lords, like the lords, the uh, producer lords, who are forcing these children to do gosh, these. Covers. And we had the let's see the previous clip about the Monster Squad. Someone talking about go, we had the void and going for it. We had the what have you done with your life? Jumped into the void. Monster Squad gloves. Man, this is juicy. This is that's how I'm going to describe this mystery so far. This mystery is juicy. It's filled with a lot of juices. I want to I want some more juice. Give me some more juice. Give me some more of the juice. And even when it seems that life couldn't get any worse, he'll always have yes. a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> what in the world? Okay, definitely it really sounded written, scripted or written. She was reciting. Maybe this is a Moth Radio Hour late night. Uh, you know, are you familiar with Moth Radio Hour? 
Uh, I'm fairly familiar. I think it's in the same vein as This American Life. Yeah, people telling stories on stage kind of a thing, yeah. Ish, writes True stories. It's like a TED Talk meets This American Life. But it feels like that, but with, like, comedy, where people are just, like, telling true things. And even when it seems that life couldn't get any worse, he'll always have a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> and that's funny. That's Apparently, that's very funny. Maybe they're referring to the show, The Brooklyn Post-Apocalyptic World. Somebody in post-apocalyptic Brooklyn is feeling down and out. Don't you worry, you got a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts. I had a lot of pieces with seemingly minimal connection. Not no connection, but minimal connection. Uh, cool. Let's, let's keep moving. I don't like writing to you to get to him, but I considered all the mail he'd be getting right now and, and decided this was worth a shot. What in the world? <laughs> uh, so she wants to write something to him, whoever this him is, but he's going to be getting a lot of mail. Probably hate mail about those gloves because kids are mean. <laughs> or haters um, of Monster Squad. I will... <laughs> You're crazy for liking that movie. And I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. The, um... So it's the same speaker we just had. Yeah. Still sounds scripted. And... She's still reading from something. And the the hymn that is referenced is the same um, hymn that was in the other That has clip. a friend in Linfield, that will always have a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts. Yes. Okay? Yes. He might be struggling because he's, he's done something, something that would cause a lot of people to send him mail. Yep. But, ooh, maybe it's, yeah, a character in the show, someone else is setting the stage, like, hey, the show we're going to talk about, this, this is a podcast where we're going to talk about a show, and this show is a post-apocalyptic show that takes place in Brooklyn, do people still write mail, like angry letters? Uh, I think sometimes. If you maybe we, write in... We, we've gotten a few. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I feel like maybe I'm starting to piece some, or at least draw up some threads, some connections between these yeah. clips. Why is she taking a chance by writing a letter to you, to this new person? Maybe they're famous, and they probably won't answer. Dear Martika, my name is Kenny Reed, and I am eight. I think you are Okay. <laughs> Dear Martika? Yeah, I think that's I it. think you're okay. So either that's like this is a really cool, amazing person who or like did something amazing, and this is the a compliment from the kid, or the person did a really bad thing and it's like it's this eight-year-old kid being like, Hey, you know what? Forget those haters. I think you're okay. Alright, I'm going with those thoughts. I'm going with those thoughts. Let's hear it again. Dear Martika, my name is Kenny Reed and I am eight. I think you are okay. Um, who would you, because it, it sounds like he is writing a letter. Oh, the, the person speaking, yeah. Okay. Or reading a letter. Yeah. Who would you have, who would you have liked to Ooh, um, have written good question. when you were eight? Around that age. Maybe not specifically eight, but. Probably watched a lot of Wishbone at that time. <laughs> I would have liked to have written to Wishbone. Oh, cute dog. Just ask him where he gets all those costumes from. <laughs> Does he make them himself? His owners don't make them because then they would know all the, the secret places and fantasies worlds that he goes into. And they're not supposed to know about it. It's all strange Now, Wishbone, for the listeners, was basic, was an educational show. The main character was a dog who traveled through time. Is that correct? Not, uh, not quite. So it was a I, – I probably – it's a yeah, little Jack Russell terrier Yeah, dog. live action. Yeah, live action. A real dog who 
like spoke, so you didn't like see movement of the mouth, but there was a voice for the dog. And it was basically educational on classic literature. So it would be like uh, The Count of Monte Cristo or Les Mis or The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And this dog would basically, through its imagination, I think we're to assume it was a dream world, would basically be transported into gotcha. these fantasies. And then at the end of the show, he would always come back to this present day where he had a family, right? He lived with some in a house. And you never, I don't think you ever saw the people. You saw maybe like their feet or something. Oh, I bet it's on YouTube. Oh, no. I'm not going to get my dissertation done now. <laughs> oh, no. All right. You know what? In fifth grade, we did like a hero project. That was the thing at my school. Like in fifth grade, everyone had to do a presentation on mm. a hero. And I chose James Madison. So he did, but uh, I could I would have written a letter to him, I guess. For some reason, I found him very cool at that time, apparently. And I'll tell you that this latest one, um, it's not a new voice. He, this, is, this is the same guy as Kids Incorporated. So we have a total of uh, three speakers. Cool. Let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> I suggest that until you do something great, you keep your mouth shut. Thank you. Scott Shrake, Birmingham, Michigan, age 13. Oh, okay. Um, this 13-year-old has opinions. <laughs> uh, this The person in question who is receiving these letters, who did something, evidently said something, something very inflammatory, perhaps, but why are we talking about a post-apocalyptic show in Brooklyn? And what is Monster Squad? Oh, this person said something bad about Monster Squad. Maybe I'm going to guess that. Which is like a cult, maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing, a cult classic or something. And people love it. It has a huge following. Some people maybe are giving it a second look, but I don't think it holds up. I don't think it has quite the charm as um, a Goonies, uh, a Lost Boys, if you will. Stay tuned for uh, Foster's future career with Rotten Tomatoes. Um, especially because... These messages from children are coming in the form of letters and not via the internet. That suggests, perhaps, that they are they were sent kind of maybe pre-internet, maybe closer to the time that Monster Squad was a thing. He said something about, unless blah, 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 you should keep your mouth shut. Uh, so let me hear clip eight again. I suggest that until you do something great, you keep your mouth shut. Thank you. Scott Shrake, Birmingham, Michigan, age 13. Mm, until you do something great. So that implies that the thing he was speaking poorly of did something like really impressive or amazing or cool. And this guy just belittled it. He like was like, what's the big deal? I can, uh, you know, I can climb Everest while and, and that just, carrying yeah, a baby. And that got this, the hackles of this 13-year-old all, all of Kimbo <laughs> and, and grabbed a pen and paper. <laughs> I like Kimbo. Um, and I don't know if you remember <laughs> the earlier earlier clip with the same speaker. I think this. I think this is a. I believe this is a speaker from the very first clip. What have you done? Yeah, it was the what. It, like, what have you done yes. today, or what your life at the at the end of that clip? So, can you keep that in mind? We have we have. What have you done with your life? Yeah, maybe like that's that's the description of kind of what he said a little bit. Like he he's making fun of whoever did something. Mm, gosh, I don't know. And he said, well, the, the Culver City police called and said, do not contact him again or there will be some sort of consequences. Oh, my goodness. Culver City is in California? Does that matter that I know where that is? No. Okay. No, the locations don't matter. Uh, a, poli- a cop from Culver City came and said, unless you hear from him again. No, something like that. Oh, I need to hear it again. Oh, but it's my last chance. Did you expect that to just like make something click with me all of a sudden? Maybe not. 
<laughs> Maybe not. And he said, well, the, the Culver City police called and said, do not contact him again or there will be some sort of consequences. So we have a Birmingham, Michigan guy uh, who we've heard two clips. Okay. Those are what have, like basically what have you done with your life? Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, unless you've done anything good, keep your this mouth is shut. The yeah, angry thirteen year old sending the letter. Okay, and I think this is the same guy that the lady was talking about, where he's done something and she's like, "I wanted to write a letter to him, but he's probably getting a lot of letters." Your silence is deafening. <sighs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying to decide how much to say. The this is the same audio source. These are not necessarily in order. But it's all from one audio source. These, this is clearly a live, some, a recording of something live, right? Yes. So there's an audience. It's, are they all from the same, let's say, performance or? I, I don't believe so, but they share, there's a commonality. Why would they be sharing this in front of a crowd? That's interesting. What would be the reason for then telling this story? So I kind of, so for your guess, yeah. I kind of need, I'm looking for two things. Okay. One, you know, the question, of course, is this. A video, a podcast, etc. Mm. And if you can tell me what you think the format is, which you've kind of already touched on, and then two, what is the the theme or the topic mm. that all these clips have in common? Oof! Oh boy, I don't feel confident right now about the correct answer, but I'm going to say a guess with confidence at some point. What What's something that's come up? Um, uh, maybe twice or more than twice. The letters saying something bad because they were like taking a chance. They had an opinion of some kind and people are mad about it. Um, oh, you know what? I wonder if the girl who said you'll always have a friend, he'll always have a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts is because she actually agrees with the thing that the person said and is like, hey, I got your back. Don't you worry. You'll always have a friend in Linfield, Massachusetts. That's where she's from. Yes, and that's I'll give that to you. She is the friend she's referring okay. to. So she agrees like, with this very controversial statement. Yeah. She's like, Hey, I know you're I know you're probably getting a lot of mail right now. I just want to let you know that you will always have a friend, you know, in parentheses, me. Um <laughs> in Linfield, Massachusetts. But then what so why she said I didn't want to send it to him because he's probably getting a lot of mail. So instead I took a chance and sent it to this other person. Yeah, who is... Um, so perhaps it's the two guys that were... Um, who, what is the type, who is the type of person who would get a lot of mail? Uh, a celebrity, or the post office, or Santa Claus. I'm out. <laughs> Those are the only things, Excellent. entities Excellent. that I know that receive mail. We kind of have three storylines that have a common theme, but they're not, they're not really connected. These people are not referencing each other, if that helps you out. It does. Oh, what I should have done is if I had been taking notes, really tracked better who was saying I think, what. I, I think, yeah, I think this would, be, would have been a good one to take notes. <laughs> I, what, the only thing that makes it difficult is the two gentlemen sounded similar, so I, I, I yeah. need to put into columns who said what. Who was the gentleman? Tell me the things that the guy who we heard from the least said. Basically, the, the idea there is what have you done? It's kind of how dare you, what have you done with your life? Keep your mouth shut. So, either, But I don't, what I don't know is... Did he, is that the thing, is he repeating the things that he said? Or did he do something and he's kind of bragging about it? Uh, yes, he's, he's saying that to somebody very uh, specific. What, and then uh, what about these other storylines? Oh, well, the one that's really like, 
a wrench in everything for me is that this is a post-apocalyptic Brooklyn. It's like, what the <laughs> heck does that? Why are we talking about a show? What does a show have to do? I, in my head, I'm really thinking that this is real life. Um, the po- post-apocalyptic show in Brooklyn is Kids Incorporated. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, that helps. I'll stop. So that's the and he's and that's the thing that he was like, I bought the gloves because the gloves must have been in that show or something. Yeah. But I stopped said, wearing you know, them because kids make fun of me. Kids made fun yeah, of me. Yeah. I saw you in Monster Squad. I love your singing and Kids Incorporated. I even bought those gloves. Oh, that's uh, right. I stopped wearing them. Kids I saw you in Monster Squad. I forgot that you told me that, that that was the beginning of that clip. They're not referencing each other. They are all doing the same thing. They've all written letters. So he was reading, maybe reciting to this audience, the letter that he wrote until you've done something great. You should just keep your mouth shut. From Sounds like we're ready for a guess. Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show has gone on way too long. <laughs> they all wrote letters to a celebrity. They all wrote letters to somebody famous. Uh, this is let's, uh, let's hear the reveal. Okay, okay. Wait, well, my, let me make my <laughs> for official guess. Is that these okay. are these are like comedians who all wrote letters to their to to yeah? They're just reading letters that they wrote as kids. Well, let's see if you're right. All right, let's hear the reveal. Let's do it. Dear Diary. Sixth grade. February 14th. 1991. I am really depressed. How could she break up with me? Mom, you can't read this. This is the Mortified Podcast. I'm Dave. And today is part of our multi-episode tribute to unlikely celebrity obsessions. We're featuring kids who want to connect with their idols so badly that they launched letter writing campaigns. I don't think this has ever happened where you literally, in an episode, you've literally, you asked me the question during the episode of what this was about. You literally looked at me and you said, have you ever written a, uh, like a letter to someone you admire, a celebrity? <laughs> you literally asked me that question. Oh, God. I got to stop being so specific with my guesses. Next time I'm just uh, going to be like, it's about dogs. Something about dogs. I don't know. <laughs> David, uh, we were listening to clips from the Mortified podcast. Mortified. People reading from their diaries. Is that what I heard right? Yes. People are basically, that's the premise of the show. They're reading for diaries. In this case, it was kind of a special two-parter where they're writing, uh, they're reading letters that they wrote to celebrities. Yeah. Um, So the first guy we heard, the guy who was the, um, a very passionate 13-year-old, he was writing to a columnist, a journalist who was saying bad things about his idol, Barbara Streisand. (laughs) He's a very passionate Barbara Streisand fan. The second guy, he loved uh, an actor. I can't remember the actor's name, but this is the actor from Monster Squad and from the show Kids Incorporated. Um, And he wrote Martika because he was able to find Martika's address or the address where she receives fan mail. Okay. And and she's she's on the show Kids Incorporated, and he was hoping that she would give this um, letter to, uh, I believe his name is Ryan. Ryan, who's who's the ah. actor, and okay. and it's and by the way, it's very funny the way, and that's why they, there's a laugh there where he's like, Martika, I think you're okay, and 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 then he follows like, please give this letter to Ryan. Oh, it's Giant. like I don't want you to think that you're the one that I hate. Exactly, you're okay. Yeah, and then the third storyline, and you might be wondering why I was laughing so much. <laughs> this is the this is the storyline. Uh, the woman writing. Um, hey, um, I know that he's getting a lot of mail right now, so I hope writing to you. She was writing to Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you might guess the person who was getting a lot of mail. 
was uh, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, all right. This is this is this is uh, I think the height of uh, the scandal uh, from the 1980s, maybe early 90s. And she said, "You always have a friend <laughs> in Lakeville, Massachusetts." <laughs> and by the way, it's mortified. Share the shame is their tagline. Share the shame. Nice. This was taken from episode 84, Celebrity Obsession, part one, fan letters. And sorry, did you say, are these, the people reading the letters and the diaries, are they just everyday folks? These are artists of some kind. So I think some of them are, have their own podcasts. I think some of them are maybe stand-up comedians. Yeah. People just willing to share their stories. Some of them, I think, are maybe just regular folks who, you know, want to share this, you know, cringeworthy shame from their past. And yeah, it's really fascinating. It's there are a lot of episodes. It's a, a great premise. Like that's really re- cool. Yeah, a really great premise. It sounds um, like this was a live episode, right? Like they were filming. I believe. I believe they're all live. Oh, great. Okay, so that's what's really cool, right? Is that you get to play off as you're reading these, you're playing off reactions from the crowd. Especially, I mean, if you're a comedian too, especially they're just going to have a great. It's going to be a really cool, personal, funny experience because they know how to play with crowds and. Great job. This is cool. I liked this one a lot. This was a a challenge. I think in the end I got there, right? It was people talking about yeah. celebrities they've written letters to is what I said was my yeah. final guess. Yeah. Don't please don't rewind and listen nobody who's listening. Don't don't <laughs> don't back up and find out what my real guess was. We'll say that I got it right. We we got there. Well done. This is uh this is wrapping us up for another episode of Audio Obscura and just a reminder to all listeners to please share the podcast. Uh we had a great time with uh, some of our guests that we've had in the past. We're going to get more guests on in the future. Um, So if you want to hear more fun people like that, please share the podcast, uh, pass it around. You can share it on any platform. We are available on all the platforms that podcasts are on, uh, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, etc. Just look for Audio Obscura in your podcast app of choice or via the web. Yeah, send us your thoughts. And and if you have any ideas of... of, um uh, audio sources we need to check out. We'd love to nice. hear from you. Uh, well, this has been a joy, and we'll you'll we'll come back into your ear holes in two weeks' time. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Audio Obscura is a bi-weekly audio mystery podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send your audio mystery suggestions to audioobscurapodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can share it or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. What in the world?